What is up, guys? I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Kingdom Work, Episode 5. God is still transforming hearts, even yours. This episode is super special to me because I have my favorite person in the world here, my brother Tristan. What's up, guys? It's your boy uh, coming to you live from the front porch. I am Tristan. I'm glad to be here. And keep listening to Brooklyn. She's awesome. She's the main reason that I am so strong in my faith today. Aw, that's sweet. Yeah, if you do hear any weird noises or background noise, we are outside. So, um, sorry about that in advance. But um, today's episode is about how God is still transforming the hearts of those around us. No matter how hopeless we may feel or far from the Lord someone else may seem, and this includes our own hearts as well. And when we ask God to come into our lives and transform our hearts, He really does. Um, and recently, you rededicated your life to Christ, praise God. So I wanted to, you to share a little bit about what life has been like for you leading up to this moment and what ultimately made you re-surrender and trust the Lord with your heart and made the decision to get baptized this Sunday. Well... I mean, it. my story really starts um, October 25th of, what was that, 21? Yeah. 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 So October 25th, 21, I decided that I was done with life. I didn't really want to die. I just didn't want to feel the way I felt anymore. Um, so as a last ditch effort, I went to the first AA meeting that I could find on the internet. And through that and through the great people there that helped me and, and just that amazing program, I ended up getting sober. And I found God in that program, in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, however, it was kind of my idea of God. It wasn't God. Um, but because it was a part of the program, which for those of you who don't know, ultimately the entire purpose of Alcoholics Anonymous is to, is, is to create a relationship with God. Um, they don't tell you that, but that's that's the whole point, and it works. Um, and through conscious contact with God of my understanding, I ended up being led to Christianity, and that was a that was a big aha moment for me. That happened in my minivan outside of a friend's house. <laughs> I was listening to some Christian channel that, for some reason. I did not feel the need to turn off, uh, and I just sat there for 45 minutes in the dark listening to this guy preach, and by the end of it, I just felt like God was telling me that not only am I running out of time, but that he wants me on the right side of things when, when the time is here, and so that's when I decided that I was a Christian. However, I realized lately that I've been kind of half-assing the whole thing 
and uh, I don't know when it was exactly that I realized I believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God but ultimately that was the main difference um, mm -hmm. because before I didn't really care about that regardless of whether or not it was true I just didn't really care I thought you know my relationship with God is what's important which it is um, but when I realized Jesus was the missing piece yeah. and that's why things have not been wholehearted on my end of things um, that's what led me to think you know, maybe the last time I was baptized, which was not the first time, um, wasn't true. It wasn't true to me. Because um, although I thought I was doing it for the right reasons, it, it can't really be for the right reasons if Jesus isn't, it, you know, that's that's literally the only question they ask you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. No, I was... I. You know, I was thinking more along the the lines of God and my understanding of God the last time I got baptized. So the reason I decided to do it this time and for the last time is for the right reasons. And I just, I, you know, I never, I never, if you'd have told me two years ago that that I'd be where I'm at today, spiritually, mentally, physically, I wouldn't have believed you. I, I wasn't even planning on being around this long. Mm -hmm. So, it just, it baffles me that, that there really is no limit to how far you can go. You know, God's still there waiting for you to finally give up. Yeah. You know? And that's ultimately what you have to do is surrender. You have to give up because at least for me, you know, I was fighting it my whole life. I, I didn't want Christianity to be a part of my life because I attributed people's poor decisions um, to Christianity. I, I thought that's what that was. You know, ultimately, everything I saw as a kid um, you know, the church never failed me. God never failed me. The book never failed me. Christianity never failed me. Jesus never failed me. People did. And ultimately, that's what people do. Yeah. You know, you can't, you cannot put your faith in people because y you'll be hurt, you know, eight out of ten times. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to do. I had a big heart. And I gave it to the wrong thing. So then for years to come, I I just had to fight, you know, to, to try to make what I wanted to happen, happen. And it wasn't until I realized what I want to happen is not what's supposed to happen. And I just gave up that things started to change, you know, for the good. Yeah. And then I think, like, it's so interesting when you say that Jesus was the missing piece because when, you, when you're when you talking about, like, you finally, like, 
having a relationship with God or your understanding of God, I could see the disconnect and it broke my heart, but I also didn't know how to approach it because Jesus was like my life, you know, like that was the entirety of, of my faith and, and what I believed in. And, um, and I think like when you say your understanding of who God was and you were still missing something, I think that that's a really good point that like if we're not reading the Bible, if we're not like in prayer and surrounded by other followers, like I truly think that like that we do have our own understanding of who God is. So when things don't happen, like the things that we want don't happen the way that we want them to, we can easily blame God and say, well, God, like, why did you, like, we can easily blame him because of, we don't understand his actual character and his pursuing nature. And, and anyways, so I just think that it's really cool how, like, you said what you said, that Jesus was the missing piece. And I don't know if it was that night, the October 25th night, or if it was a night a little bit before that, but... And I never told you this, but there was one time in my life that I've been truly mad at God and, like, screamed at the top of my lungs in my car in a church parking lot. And it was the night that you told me that you were either gonna, like, this was either it or you're gonna go to AA and it's gonna help. And just hearing that after so much of your life being heartache and loss and pain and shame like it just made me so mad at God because I when I yelled I was like God I need you to intervene like I need you to do something because he needs you and for the first time in my life like I didn't I didn't trust him and I didn't trust that he was going to do something for you and I felt like I had given up in that moment even though he never did like that is like your story and your life and your testimony is such a powerful like beautiful just proof that God is faithful even though we are not like people are not but he is because even when I might have given up or I might have thought that there was like you just didn't ever want to accept Jesus like he is faithful and he remained persistent and still pursued you like day after day after day and like you said earlier like opened welcomed you with opening arms you know it's funny that that you mention blaming God I uh you know my whole life i Although I told myself I didn't believe in God, which I always did, you know, this mm -hmm. is proof. Anytime I got mad, I would do the same thing. I'd be in my car alone and I would scream at the top of my lungs to God, you know, and it would usually start just so I could tell, keep telling myself the same lies. You know, if you're there, you know, here's what I think. And it's, it's funny cause it makes me think of a, of a moment in, in an AA meeting that just blew me away because I never, as simple as it is, I never thought about it this way. And I don't think many people do. 
um, you know, out of respect and and how that program works, I won't use this guy's real name, but let's call him Robert. Um, I uh, I didn't really know him well at the time, but we bonded over motorcycles, and uh, which you can probably hear in the background. Yeah, there's two just passed <laughs> as I said that. Um, you know, I was I was I was given my spiel. It was my turn to speak, and I was basically just saying that, you know that that I blame God for all the things that went wrong in my life. Um, and that was my biggest issue was that I, you know, I didn't, I felt like someone was to blame and, and my mistake was blaming God. And, and when I got done speaking, excuse my English, this ain't French, but he said, he, he spoke right after me. He was next in line and, and he said, I just, and he was, just to give a little background, he was ex-gangbanger, you know, tatted up, and and he spoke, and, and he said, I just get so pissed off when people talk about blaming God for their problems. God didn't do that to you, motherfucker. Blame the devil. That's who did it. <laughs> and I just, I burst out laughing. And he wasn't speaking to me, he was, or, or at me even. He was... He was just, you know, that my sharing led to his thought. And that's just how that program works. And then you share based off that thought. And it just, oh, it cracked me up. But it also just, it woke me up a little bit. That, yeah, motherfucker, blame the devil. (laughs) God, God's not up there with a magnifying glass, you know, hoping you get burnt. That's, that's coming from below. That's the opposition. And until you see that, you know, life's going to, Life's going to continue to be hard because you're, you haven't even really understood where the problems are coming from, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't until I understood where the problems were coming from that I could start to fight them a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm real big on the seven deadly sins, you know, what? that uh, yeah. they're, they're most of them are my biggest problems and people I think mistake at least I did the the wording there seven deadly sins you know I always thought well those are the worst ones you know um, but then I thought well shit murder ain't on there you know it does, they're not the seven deadly sins because they're the worst ones they're the ones that will kill you and sure as shit those are the ones I have the biggest problems with and and I think most people do if they're being honest about it. You know, that's they're they're the easiest ones to give into, and and they're the one they'll kill you. They'll you know gluttony. I you know I've struggled with a food addiction my whole life, and the way I eat, the way. You know, you'll eat yourself into diabetes. You'll eat yourself into death. And lust, you know, you give in to lust so many times, eventually you're going to catch something, something that might not go away, something that might kill you. Sloth, you know, you you can... 
Like it just, it baffles me how horrible I felt all the time before I started going to the gym and taking it seriously and bettering my health. They all just, you know, it, it, but yet we have the audacity to then turn to the sky and say, dude, why? No, that's, that's not how it works. It's the devil tempting you and you giving in to the temptation of the devil. And it's literally like he wants to come into your life and your heart and steal, kill, and destroy everything good that comes from the Lord. And that's his literal mission every single day. So yeah. I want, and yeah. I know that like you just got baptized today. Like it's, it's such a, a beautiful, like new beginning for your life that I can't wait to like be a part of, but don't be like, we would be fools to think that you're just going to be on this uphill, like s slope now because oh, no. he like, this is the time that he thinks is perfect to come into your life and try to think like, did I make a mistake? Or, you know, like, can you really and, trust this God that you just gave your whole life to? And what better way to get into the minds of people than with things that feel good? Yeah. You know, it feels good to eat half a pizza or a whole pizza, if you're me. <laughs> you know, it feels good. It tastes amazing. And then you wake up and, God, my stomach is, why, did, why, like do I, right why am I in so much pain? Yeah. You know, why am I so slow today? Well, did you eat an entire pizza and top it off with ice cream? That's probably why, bro. And then what, you know, what feels amazing to me the most is that, you know, two mixed drinks and six beers in, you know, that's an amazing feeling. But then it's three or four more mixed drinks and another six in, shit starts going the other way. And then you wake up to a half-drank warm beer on the nightstand, and that's the first thing you touch in the morning. It's not your hands together to pray. It's not for a glass of water. It's not your clothes. It's half a drink warm beer, and you down it, and then you start your day with coffee, whatever, kratom, weed, pills, meth, you name it. And, you know, there's a saying in AA that drugs will take your belongings, but alcohol will take your soul. Mm. And that's what it did. That's what I allowed it to do. And I, I thank God that it never got any worse than it did, and I never had any major repercussions from it as far as with the law or hurting myself or others or, or anything like that. But regardless, it did enough. And it what better way to get into the minds of someone than to than to, you know, I think of I think of meth as as this isn't gonna make any sense, but the phrase that comes to my mind every time I think of it is the disembodied embodiment of Satan. It's obviously it's not a body, so it's disembodied, but the embodiment of Satan. Like if if there was a thing you could touch, feel, smell, taste that is any closer to Satan than methamphetamines, I sure as shit don't know what it is. And, but, yet, when you do it, you feel great. At least for a minute. 
you know, it's it's the the temptation of the the very short pleasure that you have to overcome in order to receive the the true pleasure of life. You know, that stuff just baffles it. You know, it deceptive. Yeah, very deceptive. Well, Tristan, you are literally a walking miracle and your life and your faith like have seriously strengthened my faith with the Lord and it's been like one of the best things if not the best thing that I've ever seen is to watch you grow into the man that you are today and into the man that I know you will become with God on your side and it's like I remember when you got sober and I just have since that very day and every single day since then I just feel like I have my brother back like as little kids like my brother like the like I just I know your heart and all of those years that you were battling depression and um and addiction I just knew it wasn't you and um and I'm just so glad that I have you back um I have this prayer uh look at the paper it's literally like yellow this was white originally this was from uh my sophomore year in high school and I've kept it and I have just shared I've just kept it for some reason and I just I didn't know if I was ever going to share it and it's nothing crazy but um it's this whole page of just this long prayer of I'm I'm pleading to God about help me to get closer to you and um help me to just see you in everyday life in the mundane and all of these things and at the bottom it says um Please help me to not give up on my brother and his relationship with you. Please, Lord, help him see you, please. Help me find the right answers and comments when we talk about you. Help me show him your light. And then I go on to kind of pleading about other things, but like, I just, I don't know why I felt the need to share that. I just, you have been on my heart every single day for so long and... I've been pleading to God for your heart and just to see you get baptized today. It almost feels like, I mean, it's, it's prayers getting answered. It's God transforming hearts like he does every single day, even if we don't see it, but to be able to see it, it's been literally like one of the happiest days of my life. Well, he did just that. The thing is, is that it just wasn't the right timing, you know, that, it reminds me of my morning prayer that I say every day, you know, that me and you have talked about quite a bit. It's, you know, every, every day I wake up and I pray before I start my day that God help me to see your will for me today and grant me the power to carry it out. Because ultimately his will is all that you know that's what's important and it it was obviously his will to save me 
but it just wasn't the right timing. Yeah. It's just like in the sermon today, you know, it just, it, it's God's timing. It, it doesn't matter what your timing is, you yeah. know, I'm supposed to be at work at eight, but God wants me there at eight fifteen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. That's how it works. I run that company too. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really though, it's, it's, it doesn't matter how you want things to go, how things are supposed to go. You know, you might not like it at first, but eventually it'll make sense. Yeah. And my, I don't think my faith could have happened had I not gone, gone through what I did. Yeah. It's just, it happened the way it was supposed to. You know, it put you and dad and mom when she was here through hell. And I, I hate that about it. But in order for me to even have the chance that I do now, it had to happen. Yeah. And I just, I'm just glad it did. I. Me too. Um, well, I am, I'm just so proud to be your sister and I'm proud of your heart and just all the things that you're, you've accomplished and are going to accomplish. Um, but that's it for today. I I loved this conversation and I hope that you come back for more <laughs> episodes in the future. Um, let me pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time um, with my brother. Thank you for just your Holy Spirit and your constant pursue, pursuing nature and, um, and your constant pursuit of our hearts, God. I thank you for the transformation of hearts every single day that you do um, through your grace and through your love and through your mercy. God, I just pray that um, this episode touched the hearts of those listening and shared something encouraging that they could hold on to. Um, Lord, I thank you for your son, Jesus. Um, thank you for seeing me, knowing me, and loving me still. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>